Hello and welcome to the Configuration Management Podcast. Um, so this time there's just a single assessment criterion which is how to manage scope through a configuration management process. We dropped the whole introductions and we have, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, I was, I was wearing a bit. Um, and, and that's really going to be the focus of this podcast. So it's linked to another of the podcasts that we've recorded, Change Control, where configuration management is referenced quite a lot. Um, so they are two closely linked uh, topics. So for this, it's a pretty straightforward treatment of it, really, where we're just going to focus on the recommended configuration management process, which is fairly mature. Like it's been around for, I don't know, a number of years anyway, um, and it had its roots in ITIL or ITIL, the IT infrastructure library. And so that really has just become a generic process that's used by all different approaches. So a history there for, <laughs> for those interested. Yeah, I'm trying to get um, some degree of interest in this podcast, and really, I think that probably is the most interesting bit. But it's yeah. exactly the same process um, that is used in ITIL, that is used in Prince 2. So if you have any familiarity with those, then this will just be a recap. Yeah. Or you can just choose to end here and uh, listen to another <laughs> podcast instead. Um, but there are five um, steps to this process so would you like to talk through them Adam and explain what the order yeah sure planning identification control status accounting and verification so words that uh, slip off the tongue yeah it's, it's not great language there, there is about the only mnemonic I ever use uh, when I'm training this anyway um, perhaps I can see vampires is is the uh, famous one that, that a bit like Tim was talking about the history of this it's been around for many years famous is it well famous in our world <laughs> have its own show so uh yeah perhaps i can see vampires planning identification control state accounting and verification i'm not a big fan of mnemonics though because if they you know it's one bit of it isn't it but then you're going vampires vampires yeah. what, what did that stand for because there's nothing to do with vampires here is it which is a, a good a uh, good justification for you using that mnemonic then isn't it <laughs> anyway let's <laughs> uh, that i'm not a big fan of that might confuse you let's uh deal with so planning so planning for configuration management so as ever this involves uh, producing some kind of configuration management strategy, which you may have uh, already existing in the organization, uh, and about thinking about what it is you want to place under configuration. So just to sort of put this in some kind of context, configuration management, it, it, it might be easiest to perceive it as some kind of asset management. So it's about uh, thinking about the assets of your project, be they documents or products you're producing, and how you're going to control them, control access to them, uh, control their versions, understand what point of development they're at, and so on. So we need to plan how we're going to do that, and that's the the first step. It's about assigning responsibility, so it may be that the project office are responsible for in, ensuring that document version numbers are changed and so on. So lay out the responsibilities and lay out what items and products that you're going to place under configuration management. So identification, uh, the next step in the process, and it's not really a, I don't know if it's really a process, but but uh, the, the next sort of function, if you like, that we need to do is uniquely identify every item. So it's quite obvious stuff. Um, every item that you are going to place under configuration control, you need to be able to uniquely identify. So you cite a sort of crass example, if you're building some kind of car, you're going to have a lot of nuts and bolts in there. And you can't just call everything nut because they're all different and you need to have some way of uniquely identifying between them. And the same with, with uh, products and documents and so on. So some way of actually identifying the uh, items uniquely. And, it, and there are many examples of this in, in the world, car parts through to um, unique identifiers on PCs if you call a help desk at your place of work. It enables people to instantly find it on a database and um, 
match it and work out what what uh, other products it's related to and so on. So step two, you need to identify all the items with some kind of uh, system, be it numeric or otherwise. Step three is controlling, and this is the big thing here, really. Having uniquely identified items, we then need to place them under configuration control, which will essentially ensure that no one changes that document without authority. So version control really comes in here. You can version numbers and uh, documents and baseline them. Um, control is potentially also about securing items and documents. So, for example, just simply placing something in a, a drive on a hard disk that other people don't have access to. You don't want people to go in and be able to change your business case or whatever it might be, unless they're authorized. It's also a little bit about identifying other items that may be affected if this item changes. So drawing up those uh, relationships between products and so on. So we need to control change. Um, the fourth step here is status accounting. Um, you're looking thrilled over there, Tim, as I'm talking away. Um, so status accounting, I think these are my least two favorite words in the entire APMP syllabus. I don't know about you. It's a fairly meaningless term. So I think the first thing to do is replace that word accounting with sort of reporting in your head. So it's about reporting on the status or state of products. So you need to understand whereabouts in its life cycle a product is at various points. So, for example, you may well see documents at work with the word draft kind of imprinted on them, meaning that this is not for live use. It's just uh, under consideration at the moment. All our courses, our course manuals, for example, here at Quanta, have one of three statuses. They're either under development, live or archived, uh, which simply means that um, people can reference this, this data and not give out uh, a training manual that has been archived because it's out of date or that's still under development that needs improving. So some kind of reference to the state or status of each product and then being able to see when these when when something changed so when did it go from under development to uh, approved and live or when did it move to to archived and be able to work things out from there so that's reporting on the state of products and then the last one is verification which is really uh, an audit so there are uh, different types of audit but i mean a very simple uh, example of an audit for configuration management might be uh, someone checking the the item record, for example, of one of our training manuals, and saying the version you sh that delegates should be receiving is version 1.2. Going into a classroom with that's currently running an APMP course and checking that indeed the copies of the manual that the delegates are reading from are version 1.2. In other words, you're confirming that the reality reflects your your record. So it's something that should be done quite regularly and certainly before you hand over the products to. The operations environment. Do you know what? That was pretty good. A pretty good succinct summary. I thought I was pleased with that. <laughs> Anything else you want to add, Tim? Nope. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks for your contribution to that one. So, uh, yeah. Lovely. That's configuration. Thanks. Bye.